0: rise for their majesties of royally obsessed the podcast for all things royals stand by three cheers for her majesty the queen
1: and we're back with another episode of royally obsessed unfortunately not recorded together although
2: we did get to see each other Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh. Like 18 months more than that in the making. I can't wait to get into all that. Same, same. All right. Well, a couple
1: of real reminders before we get into all that, follow us on Instagram at royallyobsessedpodcast. Send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Also, just a reminder, it's both of our birthday months. So if you would like to leave us a five-star review, we'll count that as a birthday present. Pretty oh, please. Oh, good that idea, Roberta. I'm month. into that. <laughs> you don't have to get us anything. Just leave us a review. Just leave us a, a kind review. review. it make review. Our, our month, our week, our year. So please, please. Roberta, how? let's talk about it. How amazing was Friday? <laughs> I mean, we just could have talked for at least 10 more hours. We
2: It was actually were... like, just to describe it. So we met. I felt like I was getting ready for a date. Like I was so excited. Did it feel excited. like a rom com a little bit? Because I was sitting under the Brooklyn Bridge. I ended up taking the subway. You took the subway. We met. You were a few minutes late, but that was okay. I was like nervously waiting. And then she breezed <laughs> in in a mask. <laughs> I was at the table already beneath the Manhattan Bridge, right? And we Bridge, saw, yeah, well, we saw the Brooklyn Bridge. You could see both bridges from Celestine, which were where we ate in Dumbo and it was just incredible. Their like, twinkly lights. Oh yeah, there were twinkling lights. We both lights. had our maxi
1: dresses on.
2: <laughs> and we had so many royal refreshments. I actually forgot how pricey royal refreshments or any refreshments are in New York City restaurants, like 17 Ugh. bucks a pop for the wine. The
1: bill was killer, but we
2: still had <laughs> Worth the it.
1: most lovely time But I up. just
2: love how much, like it's just like this, like we couldn't, I'd be like, okay, let's put a pin in that. Let's go back to this. Like I needed like an agenda for how much we wanted to talk about. And it was as if we don't, talk 18 times a day well Well, you said you were bringing
1: i know you said you were bringing a notebook though but i forgot i was so flustered (laughs) we should have both brought
2: notebooks i was doing my hair and it took too long but it was incredible and it just like revived everything it made me so excited to see you and I hope we can do it again soon so
1: excited and I cannot wait for the next time we get to record in person hopefully I'm the
2: first time too it's like I it hasn't know even I'm happened. looking
1: forward to it yeah so it was lovely and then we strolled around Brooklyn Bridge Park we and did we were by the carousel that you got <laughs> <Wait>. married
2: in <laughs> and, but wait quick aside Roberta and I if you see as many of you Roros, were so kind and commented on the photos we posted but it is hard to find someone in COVID in general, to take a good picture of you. True. <laughs> like, I think how many people did we ask? And we kept being like, no, that's not very good. Let's ask someone else.
1: And we tried so many different angles. They were like, oh, it'll look better from below. Oh, it'll look better from up. <laughs> like we were all over the place. Also, like we saw the incredibly breathtaking two spotlights coming up from the 9 um, 11 Memorial and World yeah. Trade Center. And that was so moving too. Like, We just had such an incredible night in new york it was the epitome of everything that i wanted for our reunion so and
2: also we were just talking about it really feels like new york is back like i think that's what's sort of exciting i i mean fall in new york is the most beautiful time to be here so very and just like that weekend especially
1: like there was the us open the met gala fashion week the big you know gathering of all the um current and former presidents at the 9-11 memorial it was just so much like it really feels like it's back and I went into the office the day after and so it it just is like it's it's kind of nice to feel that energy the traffic and that, was real I'm just gonna say yeah that. the traffic the <laughs> ubers were 30
2: dollars I mean There's it was so all was it like, was all,
1: all back right. the good and the bad the yeah the bad. exactly
2: all right well what are we talking about yeah we have so much in this episode James Middleton got married Roberta I know you have feelings. devastated
1: no um i'm so happy for them i feel like all i've been doing is searching for photos from the wedding and there
2: are none but we will get into all the details coming up we're also talking about harry's appearance with dr jill biden for the warrior games and william and kate are getting back to work like september is coming alive it's so invigorating
1: it feels like we're in the full swing of fall also finn started school this week huge
2: yeah Lots huge,
1: going on. Huge, huge. So much going on. All right, but first, we're toasting to Harry's birthday with our royal refreshment.
0: And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Clink,
1: clink, clink. Cheers. Cheers, Roberta. What are you sipping? Um, I'm sipping beer Ooh. in honor of his favorite drink, the Duke of Sussex says to is said to love beer. He'll turn 37 tomorrow. We're recording on Tuesday, so tomorrow he turns 37. And we just wanted to play this funny clip of Harry talking about aging.
0: I just love the fact that you're you're so well connected as well, and that's what the QCT. This will, this is what this platform was created to bind you guys together, to use that that thinking, that awareness, that self awareness that you guys have, to be able to make the world a better place. I say I say you. I'm, I want to include us. I really feel. I really feel as I'm way too old for You've a conversation. No, no, but it's true. But it's true. It's it's. This is the world that you guys are going to inherit. And I'm saying you guys because I'm predicting that most of you in your in, and Archie in your late twenties and Archie, and it's and it's and it's on us now. It's on all of us collectively to make the world a better place.
1: Harry, if I could slap him on the wrist for this, I would. Just like Megan verbally did, she was like, "Stop it! You can't Very keep saying that."
2: Kindly, but maybe later on was like, "Dude." <laughs>
1: Seriously, like I'm forty. Yeah. He was thirty-five at the time of this, so she was obviously thirty eight or thirty-nine, but still. Come on. Oh my come on, Harry. You're never yeah. too old. Yeah. Cheers. I love
2: that event for the I Queen's Commonwealth Trust. Yeah. All
1: right. Next up we have two more forty forty emails for this week. As a reminder, all of September, we are reading out. The 40 by 40 emails that we asked for you guys back in when Megan announced the initiative back in August. Speaking of turning 40. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Perfect segue. So, our first one's from Kristen. She said, Hey, ladies, this is not like me to reach out, but I was so moved by your recent podcast about Megan's 40 for 40 initiative that I just had to. I currently work in healthcare, and as you can imagine, the past 18 months have been anything but easy. I'm desperately looking for a new job and have been for the past seven months. Unfortunately, I've been unable to find a company or person who is willing to take a risk on me and give me a fresh start in a new realm. I'm passionate about helping others and helping small companies grow. I think I would be an excellent administrative assistant and have been exploring that option in different fields. I love the wedding industry and have reached out to some photographers who may need extra assistance coordinating details with couples. But being based in Pennsylvania, I feel like for that position to work, I would need to be in the same town as those photographers. I currently work with children and I'm passionate about baking. So I was exploring different nonprofits that connect children and baking, but have come up short. Pretty much a wide spectrum of ideas at this point. She says, as of now, I'm very open to anything that has an awesome team of coworkers who are passionate about their work and compassionate to one another, as well as providing me with the ability to fully step away from my healthcare position and allow me more time at home. I'd be so grateful for any help. All the best, Kristen. So... Kristen, anyone out there, Roros, who know of opportunities with small businesses, startups, remote work, the wedding industry in Pennsylvania? I mean, I'm currently based in Pennsylvania, so. It has I'm, to be,
2: like, rampant there. I feel like there are so many photographers on Instagram I follow a ton. and yeah. yeah,
1: I follow a ton of photographers, and especially with, you know, I don't know if she's in Philadelphia, but where I am, I always see... Virginia, DC, Maryland, like all these states that kind of converge and are so close um, that you know, wedding photographers cover this whole entire region. So
2: definitely gonna send those. Yeah, maybe casting a wider well, net too is a good yeah. idea for those, you know, kind of close by, like the tri-state area here.
1: Exactly. And if anyone has any other leads, please write us info at gallery podcasts with an S on the end dot com. We would love to pass along your note to Kristen. Also, we got another note from Morgan. She said, hi, I love the pod. I wanted to share a resource at my company for people reentering the workforce after a gap of at least two years. It's the Oracle Relaunch Program. They have a specialized training group and a whole program devoted to this. And she gives us the website. It's oracle.com slash corporate slash careers slash relaunch." She said, I know several other big tech companies have started similar programs. Salesforce and IBM have for sure. Megan's call to action was inspiring, but I wasn't sure how I could help. I love that you all are working to help women get back into the workplace. Thanks, Morgan. And Also, for any others who reached out in response to Kim's email last week or Lindsay's email, thank you so much. We are going to be connecting you over the, you know, we've already connected a few people and we will be sure to forward those emails along.
2: Our mailbag has been full. I know, I (laughs) know. One last
1: listener note from Stuart. He says, hello, Royally Obsessed. You mentioned on today's episode about the BBC documentary about Prince Philip, Will there be a way to watch it in the U.S.? Will it be online after it airs? I hope so.
2: Thanks. And I enjoy listening each week. Stuart, we tried. I contacted BritBox and they said that they will not have it because I was thinking that would be the best way to watch it. They've been our access point for some other UK content. yeah. But And we saw the the trailer this week, which looks so exciting. You saw William and Harry. But as of right now, there is no U.S. premiere date from everything we've looked into Hopefully that changes. I mean, I really want to watch it the minute it airs.
1: I think, you know, and I might be wrong in saying this, but I think that if you have this like massive cable subscription, you also get BBC One. I thought which so too. I would think that you'd get it even though it, air, it would air, you know, five hours earlier than the airtime in the UK. But I don't know. So it's, it's
2: – We'll do some additional sleuthing.
1: Yeah. If you get BBC One, let us know. Also, if you know how to watch it in the U.S., Please let us know. I'm sure it'll it'll be online. It has to be, right? We'll have to figure out a way to watch it. We're yeah, like, I mean, we're
2: also chomping at the bit. To watch I was it. incredibly challenged finding a way to watch the Lifetime documentary with Harry, or not. Sorry, the Lifetime movie of Harry and Meghan. Gosh, <laughs> not, not a documentary. Not anywhere close to a documentary. <laughs> um, and I had to pay for a subscription for seven days and then cancel it. And I canceled it in mm-hmm. the nick of time, so it's all very confusing these days. But we will let you know. We'll post it on IG stories for royally obsessed if we it out in the next few days. Yeah. Very curious. Moving on this week in royal history. And now this week in royal history. September 13th, 1940. We were in the beginning of World War II and five bombs, as you recall, Roberta, remember we've read so much about this, but it's so yeah. interesting. Five bombs were dropped by a single German Raider with two exploding in the inner quadrangle of Buckingham Palace. The Queen Mother and King George VI were, of course, both home. A third bomb hit the Royal Chapel of the and the South Wing, I did some detective work and just kind of looked up images and the fourth hit the forecourt, which was between the balcony that we are familiar with and the gate. And then the final one fell right next to the Queen Victoria Memorial, which is right in that sort of uh, I was going to call it a loop-de-loop, but the circle thing outside of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> a loop-de-loop. I don't know I why. I was going to say loop-de-loop.
1: A moment of comic relief in a in, yeah, a, very, in a very heavy, heavy history. Story. Yeah.
2: yeah. But so most windows were shattered. There was significant damage. The king and queen were unharmed, but three people, workmen, were injured. The queen wow. letter said in a letter to her mother-in-law, Queen Mary, that she heard the unmistakable, this is a quote, whir whirr" of a German plane followed by a scream of a bomb. I cannot imagine what that so sounds like. Scary. So, no, so no one died. That There were no casualties. No one died. Yeah. I okay, think that they good. were just, they exploded, they detonated the bombs, but they were in areas that like, they didn't actually get a direct hit. They, you know, it shattered the windows, right. things like that. This part is so fascinating to me. And I feel like a lot of royals are probably familiar with this detail, but it's so interesting. The royals, so the king and queen actually delayed heading down to the air raid shelter because the king asked his wife to remove an eyelash from his eye.
1: Oh, no. Which I
2: think was included in the letter she wrote to Queen Mary, the queen mother, when she reached out. But I think it's just such a funny thing. I mean, you can picture that. Like, you don't expect, obviously, you can't anticipate what's coming, but it's just a yeah, funny and something little so.
1: So trivial that you you would never remember that moment otherwise, but because it just precedes exactly. like this entire thing, and then you're like everything leading up to this is why we were there at that moment. You know what I mean? So that, totally. that just is so wild. And I heard they got, or I read that they got bombed sixteen times in total, but that nine
2: were direct hits. Yep. So this is just the this five is that just what happened on, on September thirteenth. Okay. Yeah, exactly. This one time. So the Queen and Margaret were, of course away at Windsor Castle with their nanny Marion Crawford, but the king and queen's decision to stay was actually quite monumental because they were encouraged to leave the country during the war and they absolutely, the king refused and it really improved their reputation by remaining with everyone there. I think it put them all on a lot more relatable sort of even playing field. Yeah, But yeah, I just think for me, like seeing the images, everyone should Google them from this time, but like to see exactly where the bomb hit outside the palace, outside that gate, it just, you know, puts you right there if for anyone that's visited Buckingham mm-hmm. palace. Like I can definitely, you know, the crater that was left behind. And I also realized that it was just one month later, four weeks later that Princess Elizabeth made her first speech on BBC's Children's Hour after Winston Churchill encouraged her to do that. We have a clip from that. She was 14. I'm adding that she was 14.
0: Thousands of you in this country have had to leave your homes and be separated from your fathers and mothers. My sister, Margaret Rose, and I feel so much for you as we know from experience what it means to be away From those we love most of all.
1: For me, I think, you know, what really puts that into perspective is how much the royal family and Queen Elizabeth II have endured. And to think, you know, we're in the midst of a COVID 19 pandemic, and that's kind of maybe the biggest, most historic event to happen in some of our lives. But to think, you know, People were asked to be separated as families by the government to leave their parents and all we're asking is for people to wear a mask and that's so hard. You know, it's just like it feels like the altruistic sense has has completely just we've just lost it. I don't know. I, don't I don't totally know. I feel, feel that, Roberta. Completely. Ugh. And
2: I also felt like I added I just wanted to mention this detail about, you know, the time when Elizabeth gave that speech that when she was, you know, she was speaking to the children that were separated from their families for safety reasons. And it said that 2 million children were sent to the British countryside, many wearing name tags around their necks and headed to foster homes where they'd lived for six years away from their parents. And I think, I don't know, I think just within the context of everything going on the world on in the world, I just, that really hits home for me how, you know, what a necessity it clearly was for safety, but just. How gut wrenching and awful, and how long that was, and what everyone went through. Yeah, I mean, yeah looking at Queen Elizabeth's lifespan and what she's lived through in particular, it's wild. So heavier weekend in royal history but fascinating
1: but fascinating and also of course prince harry born september fifteenth, nineteen 1984. so oh i just so wanted excited. to say i did
2: oh. super late <laughs> i'm sorry i mailed prince harry a birthday card and you i did, did it under oh. the wire and i actually because i i have it right here my desk i wanted to make you laugh i always I'm very selective with the card. I went very beautiful, poignant from a brand that I love called Lewis um, that was artistic in the end. But I did happen to have this card here that I bought years ago. Let me see if I can hold it up. It says... It says it's a illo oh of William gosh. and Kate and George. So this was back from 2013. It says your baby is special too, and it made me laugh. I was just like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be That's funny if I card. sent that as like, um, congrats on <laughs> on Lily or something, on
1: baby Lily. But anyway, so what did the card that you sent him is the the blue and white one? I think you've sent one. Yeah, to me I probably the Lewis, have. those are so. I pretty. love
2: them; they're oh. hand painted and stuff. So I thought it was really pretty, and wow. yeah, I wrote him in cursive a whole long note and mailed it to the Wilshire Boulevard address in LA so and we'll see op- what happens their office address
1: I guess yeah, yeah. it's their oh,
2: office address Keep was posted key I was posted
1: this week in royal news Kate's brother James Middleton is married. I feel I'm like so I glad need we're to, leading with this. I feel like I need to put my sense of like sadness on hold to talk about how amazing and momentous this occasion. Can was. I just like, say that
2: you were originally going to make it a low <laughs> just because of how sad, and I was like, let's move it. We have too much to talk about with this, and I know that we're sad, but well, hey. I,
1: for, for any rowers that are listening that don't understand, my sadness comes from me just being devastated that he's officially off the market.
2: Your deep love of James Middleton. I,
1: I also held up a picture of James Middleton to Dave, and I think they look alike. So I don't know. Oh my know. god, they do. Just throwing that out there. He's your type. Throwing That's
2: that. He's definitely your type. And I just he's feel like, like he's.
1: Who are you trying to compare me to? He was so confused.
2: But, but yeah. also, James Middleton sure. has been such a source of light during this pandemic. So I feel much like joy. all of his content, everything, the dogs, like I think it's Unfiltered. been just a bright
1: spot. It's such a bright spot. He also is very you know, open about mental health advocacy. He mm-hmm. talks about that all the time. He has his own business where he sends like personalized marshmallows to people. I love James Middleton. Like I am, I am actually pretty devastated <laughs> that he is off the market. But let's talk about the wedding. Okay, so James and Elise tied the knot in the coastal village of les Mimosas. Am I saying that right? You're, you're the please, one please just here. say it that
2: way. I, it's right. However, you just said it. I'm
1: into it. <laughs> les Mimosas on the southern coast of France. It's actually this is wild. Officially classed is one of the most flowered places in the country. So it's obviously stunning. I know. What? Just can picture all the flowers everywhere.
2: I want that um, to be my identity, most flowered place in the country. Most, That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Now I have to go. We're, we're going. We're obviously going to go. Um, so it's the wedding took place after two postponements. Their first date was May 2020. My guess is their second date was in the fall, a year after their engagement, just because he also posted to mark one year of an engagement and said that that they had had two postponements. So I'm guessing it was in the fall. So after that, finally, in September of 2021, I was like, what month are we in? Um, So (laughs) for attendees, page six reportedly has the scoop that Carol and Michael Middleton, his parents were both there, plus the entire Cambridge clan, Also, Pippa and James Matthews and their two kids, Arthur and Grace. The ceremony was supposedly a micro-wedding, just 50 friends and family. Other sources said it was super intimate. That's probably why there's not a lot of pictures, although I'm sure once this episode airs, there'll be, like, all these pictures, and People Magazine has the exclusive or hello or whatever, and I'll be
2: devastated that we didn't get to talk about it, but... Or maybe he'll just share on his Instagram. Yeah,
1: which is the trend. I mean, that is how he has released news in the past, so hopefully... The Daily Mail has a source that says the reception took place at Chateau Leub, an exclusive vineyard that produces some of France's finest Provence rosé on their all-organic farms. Rachel, I'm sending you a picture of where the reception took place in the chat.
2: Okay, I'm I'm clicking. I'm clicking. Oh.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, can you even I just want to
2: eat that salad, too. Can you
1: describe what you're looking at for me? So it's the
2: at... Lube, um, Instagram handle. So anyone can go check it out. L E O U B E. It is a beautiful lake, water body of it's water. It's the beach.
1: It's the Mediterranean. Isn't It's that the crazy? Mediterranean. Yeah.
2: Beautiful al fresco dining setup. Lots of rosé, it appears. I'm into lots, it. Lots, lots. The quintessential of- <laughs> wedding venue.
1: Yes. So Daily Mail also got the scoop that the mayor of the town of Bormley Mimosa officiated the wedding at the town hall. And he actually spilled the beans to the Daily Mail. He said many bottles of wine were drunk. Although this is sorry. Sorry. This is from a different source that said many bottles of wine were drunk. Everyone had a good time. They toasted the couple with rosé from the Chateau Louvre. Which I find sort of weird, right? You have to do toast with champagne. Did you guys toast with champagne for your wedding?
2: Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm sparkling, like it's, it's, I can't remember what it was, but I it guess definitely if you do was,
1: sparkling rosé, I was like, that's really interesting. Maybe different, different. rules over there. Yeah, I maybe. don't know.
2: Might so might also be not super accurate this is we're we're getting spotty details at this point that's true
1: the mayor of the town that officiated said that the guests including the cambridges were casually dressed he said prince william and kate middleton were very discreet they didn't want to steal the show from the newlyweds elise and james who is a very nice lad we know this tell us something we don't know tell us something we don't know he also said prince william did not have any formal attire but wore a beige and off-white suit which is really interesting because that's what james wore so he kind of matched the groom. I don't mm-hmm. know if everyone was wearing light colors. He also added that Kate Middleton had a long light green colored dress on. I was able to chat with them in very poor English and we talked about the charms of warm La mimosa and the climate. James posted that amazing Instagram with the caption words cannot describe how happy I am and his golden retriever Mabel photobombed in the background. Sources say that Mabel and the his other dog Luna, who's a cocker spaniel, walked the couple down the aisle which oh, of course, of course, these people are like the biggest <laughs> dog lovers of all time, which makes me love them even more. So what did you think about the dress?
2: I thought she just looked so stunning. stunning. The light, um, you know, it was that golden hour light, but she just looked very, it, it looked just so romantic, you know, it yeah. wasn't over the top. It wasn't Prince fairy tale princessy. No. I think it was just very understated and sophisticated and modern and especially her makeup too. Like you could tell that. I mean, I, I think she did it herself.
1: Like it was very low key. You know, we know Kate Middleton did it herself. She probably set the trend, but to think like she just had like a, a light red, berry pink lip on and not much eye makeup. And she's so naturally stunning and, mm-hmm. and tan think, blonde hair. Yeah.
2: And I just think also like I'm what obsessed. a pleasure it is when it's a family wedding. And like, you think about this wedding in contrast to the, you know, Kate and William's wedding, you know, for Kate and William and the kids and Carol and Michael to just go and Pippa and James to just go and get to kick back, relax. Like there's no media really without focusing the, on. Without yeah, without
1: all the attention, it's just sure, so
2: fun. So nice. I,
1: I feel like there had to have been some kind of moratorium on cell phones. I'm because sure. There's just no pictures. Like I even looked at like any hashtag you could possibly have. Like the hashtag they posted with their engagement photos was Jaleeze which is James and Elise, combined couple name. And there was nothing under there. There was nothing under, um, you know, hashtag James Milton. There's no photos. So, you know, to think that they had such a private family
2: moment is so rare. Um, and so far away, the South of France, like also gives them an additional level of protection. Like they're not subjected to all the tabloids. I'm sure things will trickle out of course, but I think that it's, a sibling wedding is always so amazing, too. but
1: So amazing. And so different from past Middleton weddings. Like, I think about, you know, the royal wedding where the world watched, you know, hundreds of million, billions of people watched. And then Pippa's wedding, which also had a lot of pictures a lot of attention yeah. that we, we all saw. And to think that this was so – I mean, I, I do have to think that that's Elise, who comes from – you know, she has a, she's trilingual. She has a really interesting background of having lived in all these different countries that she just does it her way. And like, they're just so laid back. I also love her dress was just very chill. I hope that we get a designer soon, but it was just, a, it was like only a cool French girl can pull this off as their mm-hmm. wedding dress, like strapless, but like kind of lacy. It was really, I, I just, the vibes were, were all there for me. Also, James wore a cream Houndstooth or tweed jacket with a blue shirt and navy tie, which cream on a groom. Yeah. I feel like ivory and cream was the, was the, the outfit attire it's like the color palette or something yeah i yeah. love that it's um, the
2: flowers on display full display yeah <laughs> and that. i also just realized from
1: that that instagram he posted that we we get a really good glimpse of her engagement ring which we hadn't seen much and it's a, it's like the perfect mix of Kate and Pippa so it's a sapphire but it's a square or emerald cut with baguettes on either side whereas Pippa's is a 3 carat asher cut center stone so it's kind of square and then Kate's is obviously the Ceylon sapphire so it's like a square sapphire. It's just the perfect mix of Kate and Pippa, which is amazing. They were engaged in early 2019, so it's been almost two years to the day that the wedding took place. And a reminder that he described their meet-cute in an essay he wrote in The Telegraph in March. Did you hear about this, Rachel? I didn't hear about this. I don't know if we even talked about this on the pod. I feel like we this like kind of fell under our radar, but I have to read it. So he wrote, I have Ella to thank for introducing me to Elise in 2018. The two of us his dog, and him, James, were at the South Kensington Club in Chelsea. Ella was lying at my feet under the table. Realizing she might want some water, I trusted her to take herself over to the water bowl across the terrace. However, she made a beeline for Elise. Rather embarrassed, I went over to apologize and bring Ella back. But Elise thought I was the waiter and ordered her drink from me while continuing to stroke Ella, who at this point was on her back, lapping up all the attention. Little did I know I had just met my future wife.
2: How cute is also the fact that she
1: ordered a drink from him?
2: That's incredible. Can you I imagine feel like the
1: embarrassment later? Like that
2: was Kate Middleton's brother that I just
1: tried to order a drink
2: from. <laughs> but it really is like so organic to meet like your future spouse that way. That's oh, so no. beautiful. I love that. I also just am so happy. Like they just seem so joyful all the yeah. time, genuinely. And I think that that's such a genuine. Know, nice, people. To, nice to watch. So I'm obsessed. Um, I
1: do want to ask, though, do you think the kids have missed the first the Cambridge kids have missed the first week of school because we didn't get any first day of school picks and it was kind of a big deal. And there was all these stories like we're not getting a first day of school pick. And I was wondering if that was why. And the UK is definitely back to school. We it's know that. definitely back to school. So I'm just wondering if maybe they flew into France early. Who knows? I feel like It's all – they could have easily, but also reports said they flew in Saturday morning, but I kind of doubt that, only because there was, like, rehearsal dinners and stuff. Who knows? The place – the Chateau Louvre was rented out both Friday and Saturday, so I don't know. Maybe that's why we didn't get the pictures, but – Hopefully we get photos. It also feels like the timing, like the royal family really needs this. And, you know, for better or for worse, this could be the perfect distraction for all the scandals with Charles. The other headlines. Yeah. Andrew. I feel like they, like, really want. So I don't know if they're going to just push photos out there. Who knows? But. I needed to quote Elizabeth Holmes on Instagram. She said, I would give an arm to see a pic of the Cambridges as wedding
2: guests. And I agree. That's so. Agree. Accurate. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Truly. All right. We need to Uh, move on. Congrats, James and Alice. Cheers. So exciting. In other news, Prince Harry had a Zoom for the Warrior Games that were canceled this year with Dr. Jill Biden. They were supposed to be held in Florida this week, but the pandemic continues to rage on, so they wore, it was moved to be a virtual event. So basically, um, I
1: feel like it's a little snoozy, though, right? Like, I saw the video and I was like, eh
2: well i think it's one of those things where we're getting to see the video clip but i feel like it's really meant for the attendees but i did really like that it gave us context about the significance of invictus for harry
0: to see you guys smiling when i know how much you've been through it's not just about yourselves and your families but you have to remember that you're doing this also for your brothers and sisters in arms and those people that are in a really dark place you know what it's like you've been there yourselves and you have recovered for yourself. And now you're leading them to their own recovery. So for that, I thank you.
2: I did also really like just kind of, I'm not sure that I was super familiar with the origin story of Invictus and we did get some context about that as well. It yeah. just kind of, you know, hearing Harry interact with Dr. Jill Biden. So he actually first attended the warrior games in 2013. He was invited because of his role as captain and helicopter pilot in the British army. But This event, this invitation inspired him to the following year launch the Invictus Games, which Jill flew across to attend. And that was in London. And then she joined again at the Invictus when it was in Orlando in 2016. And then together with Joe... Jill and her and him attended in Toronto in 2017 when Harry brought Megan. So I feel like it's just kind of interesting that the warrior games really were the inspiration for Harry.
1: Yeah. And especially that Jill has like, I feel like we need to interview Jill Biden because now she's I know. met Kate Middleton and has chatted with Prince Harry. Like she has all these Royal
2: connections. She's like the now. connecting link to both, yes. you know, all, all the Royals it feels. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, there's obviously controversy The headlines always come up with these types of events about the politics and, and, you know, should Harry, be doing that kind of a thing but it's like i really feel like it's cause based and the pair have clearly been close for years and yeah. they both are really passionate about supporting veterans so it makes sense to me but i was also just laughing at harry's zoom setup i thought that was kind of the funnier oh detail my of the gosh. thing he didn't have a ring light usually it was weird it was so, it was so yeah. dark
1: and it was he looked so tan and i wasn't sure if that was the lighting or not but i was like harry You're 37. Please wear sunscreen because I know you have this fabulous pool, but like, please wear sunscreen.
2: I know. I would think he would burn. He's like, so I would think that would be really,
1: really tan though. I think he, he it must've been the lighting or something. I don't know, but
2: yeah, but he didn't really have like a polished setup in the way that Megan and Harry have kind of come to do. I mean, it makes sense for the event to not be super polished. So I feel like it was appropriate. He was kind of casual dressed, Like his shirt was a little unbuttoned too. I also really liked that. He had a few mentions to, and nods to the parents and kids that were viewing the event clearly being like, as your kids run in and off the screen, if we'll see you in a little bit, like knowing how chaotic it is when you're (laughs) zooming with kids in the mix. So, you know, I just thought it was, you know, a great thing, a great collaboration. It's always nice to see Harry. Always nice to see Harry. And I think
1: hopefully we'll see more of them soon. Feels like they're Parental leave is maybe coming to a close soon. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Omid sounded like there was just so much on the horizon that yes, is coming up. He's like, we don't even know the half of it. So, well, also, yeah. just
2: even his bio from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who introduced Harry, is a humanitarian, mental wellness advocate, environmentalist, and military veteran, as well as co founder of Archwell. And then they listed all the projects. I was like, wow, there's really, he's probably just got a lineup for as soon as his I mean, their events. days must be
1: so incredibly busy. But also it's like, would they ever run for office? Like, do you think so? I know this always comes up and we're I like- mm,
2: I don't think so. I think no. that that would be a, like a wasted use because they'd have so much red tape all the time for the That's things true. that they could do. It would be like, I think that it wouldn't be. But I don't know. There's a, I mean, Vanity Fair has a whole article about it from end of 2020. There's a lot of- um chatter about it always. Yeah. All right, we'll see.
1: Should we go to our highs and lows? Yes, We well, let's
2: do it. It's time for the
1: Royal Highs and Lows. My low this week is more of this Charles scandal playing out in the Times of London. So this Russia thing, the Russian banker. So this is the fourth major scandal involving Charles that's been uncovered by the Times of London this year. Four. So the first was Camilla's nephew. Then we had the cash for access where there were overnight stays and dinners being traded for donations that were happening at Dumfries house. Then we had Michael Fawcett. Resigning and the cash-for-honor scandal with a Saudi businessman, and now this. And this is Russian banker Dmitry, who was invited to meet with the Prince of Wales after a six-figure donation. So I think it was half a million pounds, over half a million pounds. Previously, Dmitry was found guilty of money laundering in Russia before seeing (sighs) his conviction quashed, but it's not a good look. And I guess the... Prince of Wales's office responded that they had returned to the donation, but it does seem super fishy, especially, you know, after all we've learned this year. The Office of the Sc- – not even this year, this summer. Doesn't it feel like it's all happening all right at once, like since the Andrew stuff started bubbling up? So now the Office of the Scottish Charity Regulator is investigating the foundation's dealings with Dem- this Dimitri fellow, the Russian banker, And even if it is true, what Charles is saying in his defense is he didn't know any of this, he's not in the weeds, but that doesn't feel like it really lines up with what has been said about him in the past. For instance, in the documentary Prince, Son, and Heir, Charles at 70, which they aired for his 70th birthday obviously Prince Harry and Prince William said he's at his desk every day often late into the night reading reports that come in from charities scribbling notes and suggestions in the margins before sending them back he goes to his desk later that night and will fall asleep on his notes to the point where he'll wake up with a piece of paper stuck to his face that doesn't sound mm. like the type of person that doesn't know
2: exactly what's going on right yeah I don't know ugh, I feel like this is really dicey for him. And just the onslaught of these headlines, like, it's not good for Charles at all. No, it's really poking holes in, like, should Charles be king? Like, I think that
1: that question really wasn't float. I mean, it it definitely was floated before, but it does feel like it's gaining a lot of steam now. And it's just, it's like he, if he, it's, he doesn't win either way. You know, he loses out. Because if he says he doesn't have intimate knowledge, it's like, well, Are you suitable to be king if you don't have intimate knowledge of these foundation dealings but also if you do know know about it then why did you let it happen so i don't know it's all very kind of lose lose in a lot of ways it is yeah
2: milo is the queen's representative statement that the royals support black lives matter this just kind of rubbed me the wrong way everything about it i know there was a lot of reaction to it it came from kenneth Olisa who's the first Black person to hold the title of Lord Lieutenant of Greater London. So he's a representative of the Queen in that sort of geographic area. He was asked if the family supports Black Lives Matter. And he said the answer is easily yes. And he went on and said more about it. But I just feel like why is a representative saying this? Why isn't the Queen the one saying it? You know, I feel like we've seen so many coordinated statements. And this is just such a worldwide important matter that the Queen, there should be a direct response. Like I would even say that there should be a speech like, you know, yeah. where she like a televised address, something like that. And also why totally. was this from a black staffer as well? I feel like it feels so performative and it's
1: manipulative a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it does. would take
2: so little for them to just speak on this.
1: Yeah. Black lives matter. The organization responded with a statement. They said, we were surprised to learn the queen is a BLM supporter. But we welcome anyone that agrees with our goal of dismantling white supremacy. And then I, I totally agree with this. They said, "Of course, actions speak louder than words." And I think that's what we're both trying to say: is like we just want to see that support. You know, you don't yeah. want to just hear it. If it, fe- it does, it feels like it's just words right it now. Feels like
2: they're just being stubborn too. It, like, why yeah. wouldn't they make? The, I don't. I just, it's beyond me. So yeah. that's my low. All right.
1: Well, hi this week.
2: This Justin
1: Kate is back to work. Her first appearance in two months—over two months—is tomorrow. I'm so bummed. We're actually recording on Tuesday, so we won't get to talk about
2: it. But next week, we'll definitely dive in. And when was the last time we saw her, Rachel? So I actually was looking this up. It's been two months. We—the last time we saw her was Wembley Stadium, official appearance. I mean, I official don't know what appearance. paparazzi of, of photos. I haven't really seen any pap photos either. But I feel like officially. Two months ago was when we saw Kate.
1: That's so long ago. I just, it's like hard to, I don't feel like it's ever been this long before. So tomorrow she'll visit the Royal Air Force Brice Norton in Oxfordshire, where she'll meet a number of people who supported the UK's evacuation of civilians from Afghanistan. So a very noble cause. Yeah, and I've, i can't wait so to so her
2: yeah it's just such a great cause and i feel like it's a great moment to return you know to work and all that stuff my high is you know we're just drowning in trailers all of a sudden with all this royal content but diana the musical the trailer Oh my goodness. I feel like you forget until you watch it, the magic of Broadway. And I know where this is the Netflix version of it and all that stuff, but I need to see this in the theater as well. And it looks incredible. Incredible. I can't wait. The music is amazing. Like just definitely yeah. watch this clip. If you haven't, it's incredible. I had chills. I also was laughing because I've been spending, you know, obviously I'm always in Getty images, looking up photos and there's so many photos from Windsor's Endgame, which is just like, i can't that's going on in the uk it runs through october 9th have you read about this roberta is this that other show that like is mocking yeah. the royal <laughs> a lot of people i follow are going to see it and they're saying it's good reviews are oh, they're saying it's good mixed. oh wow. i mean i think it's rubbish but also hilarious can i just quickly tell you the premise of this it's really like quickly? those
1: lifetime movies like it's just like it's funny yeah, but to listen like... to
2: this this is the premise can i read it real fast yeah. it's Following the imagined escapades, underscore that, of the royal family, the Windsor's Endgame sees Wills challenge the hapless Prince Charles for the crown. The only person standing in Wills' way is the abominable Camilla, who wants to rule over the land and Charles with an iron fist. Wills recruits Harry and Meghan's help, but will they return to the UK from their new life and rescue chickens in California? Meanwhile, Bea and Eugenie do their best to clear Prince Andrew's name. What oh, a setup. My. It's a total satire, but I feel like it sounds <laughs> hilarious. It kind of
1: sounds incredible. Like, yeah, I uh, actually do want to see it. You, do you feel like this fall, and I don't know if, like, Roro's listening agree, but, like, is the royal fall? Like, I can't even – like, we talked about this when we met, but, like, we have Diana the musical. We have Spencer the movie. We have The Crown returning. What else do we have
2: there's so much. There's royal just so much stuff. going on. Yeah. I feel like it's just a real blitz. And I'm so excited. I I'm really can't. So wait, excited. So. Like, <laughs> this is our time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is our time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Some theme song you need your or something. own Broadway show. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I think I'm just inspired by the trailer there. Um, anyways, let's let's wrap up on a good note. <laughs> We're wrapping up.
1: That was next- you're gonna sing to me after this. All right, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating for our birthdays five stars only pretty please we'll count that as the gift don't send anything just leave a review <laughs> reminder to just subscribe yeah just your love that's all we want reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode you can also email us info at gallerypodcast.com. and you can follow us personally on instagram i'm at robbie frito
2: and i'm at rkb nyc until next week
0: god, god save, save the, the pod,
2: pod
0: the majesties of royally obsessed have retired for this episode god save the pod and if you fancy the podcast give royally obsessed the royal rating of five stars on apple podcasts follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group royally obsessed royally obsessed is a gallery podcast production